Money's the conversation, you on vacation We getting paid, so we on vacation I did it for the fam It's whatever we had to do, it's just who I am Yeah, it's the life I chose Gunshots in the dark Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast This is review number 228 with our review of Fast and Furious 6 I'm Christopher Schneezy I am Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue the latest film releases hitting your theaters uh, that weekend. Uh, each week, we're going to try to give you as many reviews as we can. And uh, this week, we have two for you. We uh, just had our Hangover 3 review. And uh, here we have our Fast and Furious 6 trailer. Carson, yes. how fast have you been driving around... LA since you've seen this film driving so fast so furiously <laughs> I will say dude it's really hard to walk out of a movie like this and not want to just like open your car up a little bit a little bit yeah uh, I know driving back home on the freeway there was there was this Prius in front of me he was driving really slow in the fast lane <laughs> and I was just like come on I wish I had that little uh little like uh, ejector thing on my the front of my car to flip them over <laughs> nice that little pad little, or yeah, whatever little windshield thing pop up yeah like whatever the hell that was <laughs> I don't that, think, uh, that I don't, Zeus Gatier had I don't think that your uh, car has low enough uh, ground or, you know you're not low enough to the ground to be able to get underneath a Prius uh, yeah I wish I could though and be like get out of here it would probably like flip up and then still land on its feet. I don't. It would be weird. Like, <laughs> or like on, on all four wheels, like a cat. I pr- all Priuses land on its feet. Yeah, it just goes on its wheels. Yeah, it was it was so weird though, because like driving to the theater, I was also behind a slow ass Prius in the fast lane. Huh. I was like, get over in the right lane. You can't be doing 50 in the fast lane. Like, this is illegal. Maybe they thought that was the carpool lane, because don't the Priuses get to drive in the carpool lane even if there's only a single passenger in it? I have not heard that rule. I, I thought that was, like, there I thought there was, like, some special deal where, like, if you have, like, these special, like, cars... Because you're driving a special car? Is that why? <laughs> no, I could have sworn that was a thing. That's dumb. <laughs> I swear this is a thing. I have not heard that thing, so I don't know. That's pretty lame, though, if it is. Prius, yeah, Google Prius carpool sticker. Single occupant carpool lane use stickers. Eligible vehicles, blah, blah, blah. Why? That's like, why? It's a special thing for, like, so if you're you're driving a, uh, like, if it's a Prius or if it's, like, a plug-in car hybrid, um, you have the option to, I guess, sign up for these special stickers that say, like, you're, you're good for the environment, so you get to, I don't know. But, like, how does that relate to just being one Ooh. person? Wait, sorry, I take that back. I just saw an article in my Google search results that says, Prius owners, beware, the California carpool lane sticker expires in 2011. So Good, good. Yeah. They probably was, they realized how dumb it was. <laughs> they probably sold them for some, like, ungodly amount of money, and then, <laughs> like, they're like, ah, oh, not enough people bought this to make it, it work. It doesn't make any sense if your car is, you know, better for the environment. Like, why does that give you a pass to go in the carpool lane if you're a single driver? Don't you know, Carson, that if you drive a Prius, you're better than other people? I guess, yeah. Thanks! <laughs> it's like that one South Park episode. Uh, Thanks! Alright, well, we're here to talk about Fast and Furious 6, not Yeah, Priuses. no no Priuses in this yeah. movie. At no point in this film does Ludacris decide to trick out a Prius. Hell no, that would be... 
just illogical. <laughs> it would, Spock. Priuses have no pickup, man, so you can't go fast. True, and they have too much electronic onboard computing stuff, so... You yeah, know. I mean, like, putting NOS in a Prius is like trying to put wings on a penguin or making a penguin fly. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, you just don't do it, okay? I'm glad you corrected yourself there. Yeah, because I was like, oh, wait, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, actually, Carson, somebody did put wings on a penguin. <laughs> um, you know, they have, they're almost like flippers, really. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah. They can go in the carpool lane, though. <laughs> they can. All 700 billion of them. <laughs> but only. That's can, why it's always so crowded in the carpool lane. They can only ride in the carpool lane while Morgan Freeman is directing them. <laughs> <laughs> and falling asleep. Yes. All right. So anyways, what do you say we take a look at the trailer for Fast and Furious 6 and then just jump right into our review? So how's the life of a retired international criminal? I need your help, Dom. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down a military convoy. This most recent job graduated them to a whole new level. You're gonna help me catch the team responsible. Why is that how This was taken a week ago. He's messing with your head. Lady's dead, though. I need to know for sure. Then I'm going with you. Equipment's way better than that trash in Rio. Way better. So now we work for the Hulk? Things changed. Breathe with me. Our target's Owen Shaw, former major in the SAS Spec Ops soldier. You help us get Letty, we'll get you, Shaw. But we need full pardons all the way around. And cars. Make sure they're fast. We talk of vehicular warfare. I've never seen this before. You believe in ghosts? You don't turn your back on family, even when they do. You've won. This code you live by is about family. It's the very reason you weren't even in the game. Damn. Breathe with me. Breathe. Somebody do something. I gotta take all my ass. Carson all roads lead to this this is fast and furious six um, after the events of last time you know the crew has been scattered around the world being all away from the United States since they're not allowed they're in there because wanted criminals fugitives um, but you know there's this guy named uh, Owen Shaw who is this super super bad dude who's doing oh, all these so bad super super bad things and a super super badass cars that are uh, just causing devastation destruction everywhere he goes and uh, you know the rock is like you know what 
those guys that I barely could catch, maybe <laughs> they could catch this other guy that I could barely catch. You know, you got to fight fire with fire, or you oh, got to you got to you got to fight fast with furious, or furious yeah. with fast, depending on which way you're going in this analogy. But yeah. uh, he convinces the crew to come back together because it turns out that Letty, <laughs> who supposedly died at some point in time, is still alive, and he I, uses no way he uses her being alive state, uh, state of living to convince the team to help him try to take down Owen Shaw and uh, crazy car hijinks um, ensue in this film. Lots of driving, lots of revving of engines, lots of slow talking by Vin Diesel and lots of explosions. So, but really did it, did they really take that much convincing? Because even if Letty didn't come back from the dead, I'm pretty sure if the rock shows up, and you're a wanted criminal, and he says, guys, I need your help. And you were like, well, I want my pardon. He's like, all right, fine. Well, they, they were they were at the negotiating table before they came up with the idea of pardons. It was actually, you know, Mr. Paul Walker who was like, Still, dude, what still. about pardons, man? Pardons. Come on, bro. Half the people just wanted to get paid. Yeah. Tyrese just wanted some chips or whatever. <laughs> he just wanted something on the vending machine. Can a guy get a snack? <laughs> Anyways, Carson, what did you think of Fast and Furious 6? Well, I'll recap my uh, opinions on this franchise. Uh, Did not like any of the Fast and Furious movies up until Fast 5. I thought was uh, pretty silly, uh, but mostly fun. It was elevated purely for the fact that, you know, they, they did a complete departure from the from the series and uh, kind of turned it into a heist movie, kind of like Hangover 3 did. And uh, I uh, I enjoyed, you know, it wasn't something where I walked out going like, oh, I'm a Fast and Furious fan now. I was just like, yeah, like that was definitely a lot more tolerable than the last uh, four. Like I, I can get behind the heist instead of like the street racing. Yeah. I Sometimes when I'm watching these movies, especially in the sixth one, I was just like, I'm just too white to be watching these <laughs> Um, but in Fast Five, I liked how they brought in The Rock. He was like a cool addition. It it kind of got a little. Uh, um, it was it Sweaty. was silly. It was fun. <laughs> it wasn't as uh, you know. It didn't take itself so seriously in parts. And uh, yeah, and so when you know Fast and Furious Six coming out and that Super Bowl ad came out, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be more the same. It looks like. Uh, yeah, you should just probably stick to watching the 32nd Super Bowl ad because this movie is unbearable. I dislike this film so so much. Like I I don't know when it happened, but I was just like why is this movie so damn serious? Like they're playing this movie like it's Schindler's List and you're like, "No. <laughs> There's got tanks crushing cars. This is not that. It's like, oh, it is bad, dude." This is this is worse than GI Joe two. Oh, that's uh, not even true at all. <laughs> totally true. That's uh, the opposite of true. <laughs> this is unbearable, dude. Like it's two hours and ten minutes. It feels like it goes on for at least a good six hours. Uh, it is it is so workmanlike and unenergetic that it just it just is a strain to get through and like. You know when um, like halfway through the movie, I was just like, why is there so much? Attention being put on like this really lame plot. I mean, Zeus Katira as the villain was not good at all. Like he, 
his plot or his uh you know big plan was just one we've seen so many times before like i'm gonna steal some computer chip and sell it on the market or yeah, whatever dude like you might as well have just bought a lot of real you know done a real estate deal and <laughs> opened a wormhole to send all your other zeusketeers down from the heavens and staged a protest dance while you're at it like it was just so bland and i never got the sense that like these characters were in danger. I mean, there's more stakes in The Hangover Part 3 than in this movie. It's like, oh, did Vin Diesel, like, escape the plane? Of course he escaped the stupid plane. Like, come on. Um, he didn't get crushed rolling <laughs> over. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it really, in this movie, finally hooks up with, uh, or syncs up with Tokyo Drift, since uh, this is all pre-Tokyo Drift, obviously. If you're a fan of the series, you obviously know that. But uh, Of course. Uh, in case anyone listening didn't know. Uh, but yeah, like they finally sync up with that movie and everything that starts to come into place is so predictable. You can see it coming like an hour away. It's like, well, this is going to have to happen in order for, you know, uh, our friend, you know, you can't just go around and kill you guys to show up in Tokyo. Uh, I don't even remember his character name, but um yeah, dude, like, all the stuff with, like, Michelle Rodriguez coming back was, like, really lame. And, like, oh, I have amnesia now. It's, like, convenient. We were joking beforehand how, like, it would be a lot better if Vin Diesel tried to woo her, like, the vow status. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I remember how you got those scars. That was dude, my that, fault. That, that scene was almost <laughs> as painful as the scene in Repo Men where, like, they're, like... <laughs> masturbating each other's implants uh you don't go full repo dude uh you definitely don't go full furious either i got the same scar right here uh, they this... cut it on the coral reefs mine's from my appendix being taken out though. <laughs> oh, i got also got a scar on my voice box uh... <laughs> uh oh my gosh this movie is awful and like the rock which was my favorite character uh new character obviously from the last one, he's just relegated to background in this movie. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't really get a lot, lot to do. And, that, and that's a problem with with uh, this movie. There's so many characters. And, like, the humor is, feels, like, really forced. Like, uh, anything Tyrese and, and Luda was, <laughs> you know, their banter was just not funny at all. Like, I just was, like, I really, really long for Michael Bay. Like, Michael Bay needed to do this movie, like. I just was like, where do you, where's Michael Bay when you need him? Like, at least it would have been the the action scenes would have been uh, smooth and energetic, and the humor would have been like, you know, WTF. But at least it would have been a lot more interesting than Tyrese trying to get chips out of a vending machine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, dude. Or, or where's Chan Man? Where's that? You know, you drop the rocket launcher kind of humor, like I. I just, it just so, it felt so forced and it, it really, really was not, and the action scenes, dude, are bad. Like they're just, they look cool in the previews because they're just showing you the money shots. But, uh, dude, that, the, the plane, big plane action scene at the end, it was just like, wow, I'm glad I can't see anything. And, uh, it was so like incomprehensible, I think mostly because like the CGI was so bad. It was like, they're almost trying to cover it up. But other than that, it was so chaotic. Almost all the action and fight scenes are, are very chaotically shot. And I just really couldn't really tell what was going on half the time. I mean, the worst offender was the plane scene at the end because it was at night. 
But, uh, yeah, dude, like, I, the only one that I was, like, glad that it finally was the tank scene. I was like, all right, at least I can, you know, enjoy this. But then the way that scene ended, ooh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, these movies are supposed to be kind of, like, mindless fun. and But you need to establish, you know, at least a little bit of, of you know, you got to, like, not take itself so seriously. I think that's the problem with most of these these Fast and Furious movies is that it does it takes itself deathly serious and it's it's something what these movies are about. I mean it's like they're silly car movies with ridiculous action scenes and like that's what they should be. They shouldn't just be, you know, like just so much like long stretches of just people talking and and you know, this story that, that not invested in and uh, a lot of people just saying like, yeah, like I tricked out the car and we put in these things and talking about all the like the different weapons and it just it really just sounds like almost like it this franchise is almost turned into like a serial you know it almost feels like a the next uh, episode of a tv series which is what uh, they're going for like that's 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 exactly what this franchise is supposed to be like i think the whole once the rock came in they were rebooting it to be this new series of something that isn't just about like all the cars still has the car love in there so you can pay off all the fan service for people who are obsessed with like cars and whatever you know what rpms this thing revs at and blah 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 bullcrap that i don't understand or care about but i think that that's the purpose is it's supposed to turn into this like group of heist people i mean obviously you know by the end of the film where they're at and what they're where they're allowed to go and stuff of that may change things but i think that's what they they wanted to have this like really ridiculous silly um just like job of the week kind of feeling to it. at least that's the impression that i got um, just you know from the way this trailer came out the original teaser for this next film was like okay clearly they're setting this up to be this sort of thing um, yeah well I, I didn't think they pulled it off in this one like I I mean the story was just so bland and forgettable that there was nothing really to care about so well, and and you know you could argue well it's not about the story it's about just all the action and the cars but it's like yeah, but I couldn't see it half the time. Well, this, and, it, it yeah. wasn't about the story, but I don't think it was about the cars. It was just about having a villain and needing this team to work together. Well, yeah, against... they needed a I needed a reason for to bring everybody back and to have you know ridiculous, more ridiculous action. Well, no, which like, is they, fine they, by they me. Wanted, but uh, like... they wanted a new a new villain in the sense of like you know it was always about like these street racers who was like we're just trying to have like awesome street racing and then like the cops are trying to stop that from happening plus you have like the the dueling street racer groups of people but then like then it you know it changed to be just like now the fbi is trying to go after them and like they're trying to do all this stuff or the cia or whatever the hell the rock works for um but this was like it's like okay so we had like the other groups of racers we've had like law enforcement like what can we create that we would need the the combined talents of this group of individuals it would have to be it would be basically be like if they had a group of superheroes and they were trying to figure out well who else can they go go up against another group of superheroes that's like this big like super awesome group of people like it it was you know they wanted it to be more of a this elite uh, elite squad of like you know misfits against like this weird trained elite squad of these other people who aren't law enforcement but are this you know super deadly group of whatever yeah who the bad guys team like kind of mirrors their team which 
I mean, this movie even fails at trying to be self-aware. Like, it can't even get that humor right, um, which I think is just another notch, and it's all around failness. But I have a feeling that you enjoyed this movie. Oh, I did enjoy this movie. Like, I, I, I'm not going to argue for this being a smart film by any means. Like, oh, it's a very, the, very not smart. The plot is is stupid as hell, and like you said, the plot and it, it's weak and it's stupid. And some of the things that are happening in the film are stupid. But I, I thought it was an incredibly fun film. Like, I had an amazing time with the whole thing. I thought it was funny. Um, I thought the action, like, I I can comprehend shaky craziness and. Low, oh yeah, we know situations like that stuff doesn't bother me the way that it does with you. Um, but to just just to go back to the beginning real fast to kind of share my experience with this franchise as a whole. Um, when the first Fast and the Furious film came out, I could care less. I didn't feel like seeing it because I wasn't into the whole street racing scene. I knew people who were. Um, that was like a thing that I was that culture I was aware of, but I. Like in my, my first, my first car was a Ford Taurus. Like I was never like, <laughs> didn't really care about vehicles. Never been one for like understanding how my car works other than like the little bit I need to know to keep it running. Um, and so I just wasn't interested in the film at, at all. Second one came out. I still wasn't interested in, you know, when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, that's some cool stunts. I'd like to watch a car like drive underneath a semi and drive backwards on a freeway and weird stuff or whatever and but i still wasn't interested in seeing it um when tokyo drift came out same thing didn't go see it but one day i was swimming through the channels and tokyo drift was on tv so i watched that so my first experience of the series was watching tokyo drift while it was <laughs> while it was on television um my second experience w- with it was watching about 15 minutes of fast and the Furious 2 or too fast, too furious, too or whatever fast, it was too called. Furious, yeah. Um, so I watched like ten or fifteen minutes of that, like one of the like freeway chase scenes or something, um, and that was that was all I'd really seen. So I'd seen Tokyo Drift and like a little bit of of Too Fast, Too Furious. When four came out, didn't see that. Also, um, that one just looked like a lot of CG tunnels and weird stuff yeah, that I didn't care about. A lot of- and, a lot of bad CG in that one. And really when the money shot of your um, your trailer is the gasoline tanker, like, rolling down the street and, like, you know, Letty yeah. going, oh, what are we going to do? And he's like, hold on to your butts. And then he's like, <laughs> I just was not interested in seeing that film. And that was all in the beginning of the movie, too. So they, they blew their wad early. Yeah. So, so, like, I didn't care again. When the Fast Five trailer came out, however, I was like – holy shit like just just that that original teaser where like they're running and then they jump off the roof and they like fall through the thing and like the rocks chasing them and he's just like sweaty the whole time and there's like (laughs) i i was like i was like whoa that looks like a legitimate action movie and it looks like a heist film like i i don't care about street racing but i love heist crap so like the fact like just 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 all the running through through the little you know, side of the hill, village, whatever those places are called. Like, I don't know if this is a word for like little. The shanties. Yeah, the shanties. Like running through there, like the action scenes in there, the two cars driving, dragging this huge ass freaking vault like through the streets. I was like, all right. Yeah, I mean, that that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was like, I want to see this movie. And I saw it and I loved it. And it was, you know, what is in broad daylight and I could see it. Anyways, uh, like I, I absolutely love uh, Fast Five. Uh, like I thought it was just an amazing time. And just like you, when the Super Bowl trailer came out for the for Fast and Furious Six, I was like, "Holy shit!" 
time for this again, yo. And uh, I was just very, very excited for it to come out. And, you know, I, like, jumping back into what I already said, like, I had a great time with this movie. I mean, um, I know that you said it was hard to see all the crap in the dark, but, like, I think it was... I mean, obviously, a lot, a lot of CG stuff was going into a lot of these car scenes. And, like, you could tell, like, just some of the physics of the cars weren't super great. Like, you could tell when they transferred between um, the real car work and then the fake car work. Um, yeah, but, it was pretty obvious. But, like, you know, like, you know, they, 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 I'm sure they did a lot of stuff at night because that's when they could clear the streets and, you know, it could hide some of the effects that they were doing and stuff like that. But, like, some <laughs> like of the... the fact that the runway never ran out. Well, okay, first of all, the runway thing. I, I posted on Facebook, like, I did the math, and, uh, like, the runway <laughs> the runway had to be longer than 12 and a half miles, because if a plane, if planes of those type are landing at near 150 miles an hour, um, and that scene lasts for at least five minutes, so that translates to 12 and a half miles of runway, plus the amount of time before the plane arrived, and, you know, any distance after that that the plane needed to stop moving at the end of the film, um, so we're talking at least, and, and I, you know, also did my due, due diligence and wikipedia uh, runway lengths, and I believe that the longest runway in the world is only like three and a half miles long. So clearly this was a magical Mary Poppins runway, which yeah. could last as long as the scene does. But it never ended. But like, I mean, even as ridiculous as that crap was, and, and like the fact that, you know, like obviously we have a character that has to die in Tokyo in the Tokyo Drift film, yeah. and spoilers for Tokyo Drift, <laughs> um, yeah. And they have to invent a reason for him to want to go to Tokyo. And, like, little little plot mechanics like that were definitely stupid. Like, you could see them coming a mile away. And, and like, they literally had to do stuff to characters to make other characters motivated to, to take certain actions. But outside of that, like, it's just a fun, stupid film. Um, it It's not fun in the sense that, like, the A-Team is fun, though. That's a fun, stupid well, film. I I don't even think A Team's stupid. Like I think A Team is a legitimately badass. Yeah, film. but it's like a fun, silly movie. Like that's the that's my definition of a fun, silly movie. Like this was so boring. But I mean, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Chris to like this movie because he likes a lot of boring action movies. <laughs> Total Recall remake and Safe House. Dude. I, so I figured. I figured like halfway through this, I was like, this is so lethargic. Like, ugh. Well, h- halfway through the fight in the subway, I was like, Carson's going to hate this movie. Oh, I, I was like, yeah, I'd rather watch Haywire right now. And, and, and I – and I okay, first of all, I thought the fight between those two was great. But, like, even better than that was was our, our, our friend who has to die in Tokyo Drift and the <laughs> other guy, like, fighting – just being the worst at fighting this guy and just getting owned. Like, Yeah, this guy who looks like – I think that was one of the guys from the raid also. Was it? Yeah, and I was like, this guy would annihilate these dudes. And, like, Gina Carano fighting Michelle Rodriguez, like, she would die. Like, she'd be get owned, so owned that, like, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. I, 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 thought, I thought they did it well, though. Like, it, it felt it felt like an intense fight. Like, that's, I mean, the the sound work wasn't done the way it was in Haywire. That, so that it didn't fight have... was probably the best thing in this movie, though. If yeah. I had to pick, like, action-wise, action scene-wise. It was. It was awesome. And, but it, the but it's, most entertaining part of it, and I was like, okay. I don't know. I just think that you were. I think you were trying too hard to, like, look at stuff to complain about in this film. I, mean, I, I was not trying because there was a lot of stuff to complain about in this movie. But 
but like you say it takes itself too seriously i don't even think it takes itself seriously no it takes itself deadly seriously dude the the characters are being serious but they all are like like i'm so bad like there's there's this there's this attitude like a little swagger to them that kind of it's i don't know i like i think dude a team is the perfect example of uh not taking itself seriously and having like big performances and not just like I'm a macho dude and um people being super serious like Tyrese and Ludacris they weren't being serious at all but I mean like the story in general and like this villain is just so dull and he's you know he's got this plot that's so dull I think and he's taking it really seriously and the whole like anything with Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and Michelle Rodriguez and The Rock like all of them they were they were acting like, you know, oh, this is some real world shit. And it's like, no, this movie is about tanks crushing cars. Like, let, let me, you know, it, it's definitely not the Shane Black type of action movie where there's that self-awareness to all the ridiculousness. And th- this movie does not have that at all. Like, I don't, it, that's why I feel like it takes itself so seriously. I, I just think that you're being like... I, I, I don't know. It just feels like you're being too, too hard on the film. Like, I think, like, I mean, it, at, le- at least. I'm not being too hard. Like, I think wasn't this saying is line, little... At least Tyrese wasn't saying lines. Like, this just went from Mission Impossible to Mission freaking Insanity. Like, he wasn't five. That was like, hilarious, though. But how was that more hilarious than anything he did in this film? Because it, the stuff he was doing in this movie felt so forced. The, the, the only thing that bothered me about this film is. is I mean, I was laughing unintentionally. Dude, I think you were laughing intentionally. <laughs> I was not, dude. I halfway through this movie, I wanted to be over so badly, but I knew that we still had the tank stuff and the big plane scene at the end. And I was like, "Ah, oh, better come quick!" And then it was five hours later. It did. <laughs> and that whole five hours was just the plane scene. I mean, the the yeah, that went on forever. But like the, I mean, the pacing in this movie is just so bad. Like. You're saying like how fun it is. It does not go by fast or furiously. It goes by quite the opposite. I thought there was. Slow I thought there was. A, there was quite is, a bit of furiousness, and there I, was no furiousness in this, dude. <laughs> Nobody was angry. Okay, like, uh, dude, it was not good. Like, I, I mean, my big my big beef with it is that it was very boring. Like, it just was so lethargic and. And not try, not fun at all. Like I just did not. I mean, look, I admit it. I thought Fast Five was fun. Like this movie did not have the same kind of uh, spark or energy as that movie did. And honestly, though, I mean, Fast Five was purely elevated for the fact that they departed from the the other movies, you know, street racing formula. And you know, the fact that it was a heist was a lot more interesting. And you got the Rock in there and. Uh, I mean, okay, you know, that what, what movie about, wasn't perfect. What about the Rock's in, uh, interrogation scene? Did that take itself too seriously? No, I mean, that was that was fun. Like, dude, in the beginning, I was like, I was trying to get on board with it. Like, I was like, all right, yeah, like, okay. And then it just kept going on and on and on. And, like, they just get really got into this story that really didn't matter. And I didn't really care where everything was going because it was very predictable and there were no stakes, so it just really just wasn't bo- It was wasn't fun, dude. Well, it was probably predictable because the film worked on a quick code. 
And that yeah, code dude, that was made it. Oh, uh, you got it. You you live by a code, and you're so predictable. It's like, d- bitch, you're the same way. Like, but his code like, was precision. His code was ass, dude. Like, it just was. I didn't care about any of it. Like that, he was the most non-villain. Like, he was just such a boring villain, dude. Like, I mean, you you think that his villain was menacing? I think he had a a wanton disregard for human life or other people. And I, I thought that was communicated as well as it needed to be. Like, he was a... He didn't seem like an evil presence that was this, you know, doing all these heinous things. And I was like, oh, no, like, he needs to be stopped. I mean, I wanted him to be <laughs> Wait, stopped so the movie could be over. Watch the tank scene. What do you mean he wasn't doing heinous things? You know how many people died during that tank scene? Yeah, but, like, that. by then I didn't care because it was just so boring. The, the, the scenes that, that look cool in the trailer are not cool in the context of this movie. I'm just saying, like, his... Yeah, the, the, the tank scene is an example of him not caring about human life, but this movie is not strong enough to make you think, like, from the start, like, yeah, he's an evil dude and... What about him, like, taking out, a like, a whole presence. fleet of police officers when he, like, blows up his own place? I mean, whatever, dude. It's I'm just saying, like his, the strength of his character is not there. He's a very like poorly written villain. It's not a strong villain. Like the villain in, uh, I was gonna say his name, but I'll I won't in case people have seen it. But John Harrison was a better villain. <laughs> in Star Trek Into Darkness, Holy even though he shit. was also I need to, I need underdeveloped. To put this... I need to put this on Carson's baby calendar. He just complimented <laughs> that character <laughs> in that film. Yeah. Even though he was still underdeveloped in that movie, at least there was some uh, some verve and some flair to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch than, than uh, Owen Shaw. Well, I think that was the whole thing is Owen Shaw is just a very calculated person. He doesn't have personality. Like he is just like the fact that well, that's he would, boring. Dude. He would that's boring up, for my action movie. But it was like it, it. He was the type of person like he is like a completely uncharismatic version of Moriarty. Like he is the guy who but sets why, all this okay, crap in motion. You just explained a character that's not interesting whatsoever. Why would you want to make your character uncharismatic? Because I mean. That 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 is who the character is like. He he isn't trying to be charismatic. He is just trying to accomplish this goal, and all that matters to him is that everything works out in this puzzle that he has come up with. Like it's well, you need a better actor to pull that off then, and they didn't have it. I don't know. Like I, I'm not honestly, dude. I, I this movie reminded me of the Three Musketeer remake, and just how it was so boring and took itself way too seriously, and when it needed to be like really silly and fun and it was way too bloated in its length and they both had uh luke evans in it so there you go all right well i guess we will have to agree to disagree carson (laughs) (laughs) you can can, i mean this is exactly why i enjoy movies like observe and report and the stuff that like jody hill does and young adult and you know more recently pain and gain because the, these movies are about like horrible people and like they're way more interesting than good people. Like that, th- you know, that's the kind of characters I want to see as my villains. 
I don't want to see uncharismatic villains and dull villains. I want I want the Kenny Powers of of the entertainment world. Like I, those are the characters I want to see because they're way more interesting than anybody in this movie. All right. So yeah. Well, I want uh, I want my Mandarin, you know. On on that so note, feels. Why don't we just get into our verdict then for this film, Carson? Uh, if you were going to place this on a must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must avoid, where would you place it? I think this will uh, find a nice spot next to the Total Recall remake in the must-avoid section. All right. I'm going to give it a recommend with a caveat. Um, caveat being Carson hates people. And <laughs> and if you hate people too, then you might not like this film. I Pretty much everybody I know who's seen it, um, I mean, they agree that it's stupid as hell movie and stuff doesn't make sense. But everybody's like, yeah, it was dumb, but it was awesome. And that, I think, is the perfect... Like, that should be on the poster, dumb but awesome. Um, because, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what the movie is. And I think it's... This is like I said, or just dumb. This is a franchise where, like, I start. I like. I mean, I technically I saw three, but I mean, like, really, where I started paying attention was five. So, like, the five and six in a franchise where I could care less about the previous ones, and I just like these ones. Like, that's the type of franchise it is, and I think that, um, I think that Carson is expecting too much out of the film. Um, so that's that's the only way I can I can assume that. There's this much of a disconnect. Oh, well, now you know how I feel every time I got to try and defend, like, a Hannah or killing them softly or a flight or how bad a Total Recall movie remake is. But I think the difference is that, like, in this case, like, a majority of people at least had fun in this film and you're saying it's boring. Like, you, you, I, if, if, you, if you just didn't like it or it didn't work for you, that's cool. But, like, to say it's boring when everybody else is like, no matter how dumb I agree that film is... I had an awesome time. That's, I mean, the, that's definitely not everyone is. is saying it. I mean, I know that it's got a lot of praise and everything, but uh, I mean, I I didn't like, you know, the first Fast and Furious, and I know a lot of people did. So, I mean, I thought that movie was kind of boring, too. So, yeah, well, the car market didn't think it was boring because I'm sure that film freaking like exploded their bank accounts. I mean, dude, if you're in love with this franchise, you're going to get everything you wanted out of it. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Like if you're go to this movie to see these movies, but you know what? I mean, it's not very good. It's like kind of like the male version of twilight, like how the (laughs) twilight readers just a little excessive. No, it's not excessive because the people who love the books are blinded by the fact that they're just awful movies and they'll go in and they'll love the shit out of them. And I feel like if you love cars and street racing and these characters, you're you you don't care about anything. You're blinded by the fact that like, hey, these movies aren't very good. Like, and I will go see them as uh, you know as many as they make. I mean, I think that is an apt comparison. Is it that like if you're a fan of those films, you're gonna like you know however many they put out. But, it's all fine. I mean, but I, but, you know, I think that... but I mean, you can't sit here and tell me like, hey, I think you're being too harsh on this because I mean, it's not. I, it's like I, I just did tell subjectivity. you subjectivity. I mean, that's I don't know. Yeah, but I, 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 my thing about the comparison is that, like, a the Twilight books are uh, aggressively terrible content, and b like I'm not into street racing or cars, and I enjoyed this film. So I mean, dude, Too Fast and Tokyo Drift are just as aggressively terrible as the Twilight films. 
I well, I haven't seen the Twilight films, so and the fourth one. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean they they are just almost in the same league of of uh, terribleness. Although I probably say Twilight has worse effects, but they're the same the same deal. I mean, it's the same. You know, these fans love those kind of fran. You know, they it's the same idea. I guess, like I said, how they're just they're going in because they are fans of of that stuff and they're just blinded by the fact that like, yeah, you know, the movies aren't really that good and that's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine if you want to do that. But for me, this movie was a bag of ass. So, right. Well, we'll have to revisit this conversation for fast seven when that comes (laughs) out. Well, it'll, it'll be next summer. So it's not the, not a whole lot of time to wait in between. Well, they're, they're almost up to making their money back. Uh, uh, just on the domestic alone for this film so far so yeah i mean i think uh if if fast seven sells as much the first weekend as this one does then that'll give us a good in- indication of what the rest of the population felt about this film well i mean you could say that for any movie that's big but well, i mean generally if if the first one is if the first like First one equivalent to five is received really, really well, and then the second one equivalent to six here is received really poorly. And then when the third one comes out, the people who were riding the high off the first one will like now not go see that. Like, there's yeah, th- this one if if it if the you know little curve only goes up as far as how this franchise continues on going forward, then it'll be a good indication that the second one was well received. That's all I meant. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully the next one is better. I don't know. They're switching up directors. James Wan's coming in, so there'll probably be like some ghosts associated with the cars. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe car, it'll be a, that'll be a lot more interesting. I, a lot more interesting, I think. I will say, though, I agree with you. If Michael Bay directed this film, it would have been pretty awesome. It would have been amazing. It would have been strikingly more racist, <laughs> but... <laughs> what would have been entertaining I, dude I, I, like I said man it, even if it still was like Transformers 2 status it would have been way more entertaining just for the fact that there's just all kinds of ridiculousness going on and like I said the action would have been a lot more would have been a lot better and a lot more swift alright well if uh, people want to find you so they can uh, yell at you for not liking this film, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. And if people want to yell at me for actually liking it, they can do that over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSportOfTheWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our review of The Hangover Part 3. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at twitter.com slash warning, or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Fast and Furious 6. So hopefully... You know, you're living life in the fast lane and pedal to the metal and all that jazz. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining me, Carson. Thank you for having me again. Thank you guys for listening. Drive safe, and we will see you next time. I'm a 
be crazy for the rest of my life.